Live from New York. It's the show that is wishing Dan a happy internship. Three more days left, Dan. <laughs> you, I'll never forget you. What up, bro? <laughs> you, you really didn't have much prep for <laughs> Well, it's Dan's and, and there's, there's the last two day. interns, by the way. Shout out Bailey. Right. Bailey's well. not here. She's on the same time. Today, Jalen Brown signs the richest deal in NBA history. How much pressure is on the Celtics to win a championship now? <laughs> Meanwhile, Saquon signs a middle-of-the-road one-year deal with some incentives. Can the Giants win the NFC East? And finally, in a show that topic that only we would do, is the Prince being right about that. disrespected? Brew is not happy today, folks. <laughs> no. He's just... You're the question happy. is, is he still the Prince? Well, After that's... that ranking? Oh. Golly. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm, I'm just saying, can you call him that after that ranking? 96, coming in at 96. Nick demanded it was in the show. But we start with <laughs> Kansas City's potential dynasty. CBS Sports met up with Patrick Mahomes, who, for the record, we all like on the show, friend of the show, right, bro? You called him Jordan. I, I love him. I've called him the potential okay, ghost. Everybody knows that I was the first to say that. Sports Illustrated. It's on the record. Yep, it's on the record. <laughs> and here was his response when asked if the Chiefs were a dynasty. Take a listen. Is this Chiefs team a dynasty? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're the beginning of one. Um, I think in dynasties, I always say you got to win three. Um, and our job is to do whatever we can to win as many as we can and not have any regrets we step up the field. And uh, I think if we keep the mentality that we have, then we can look back at the end of our career and then we can decide if we're a dynasty or not. Okay. Yeah. Fair answer. Sure. The, go ahead. Well, are you question. okay with him saying this? I assume you well, are. Well, he, he's 1,000% accurate. And what, if, what the Chiefs have done over the last four years is one of the five best four-year runs in the history of the sport. And then it's in the Super Bowl era. So if we go from the Super Bowl era, I shouldn't say history of the sport. But the Dolphins in the 70s went to three Super Bowls, one, two. The Cowboys, obviously, in the 90s, in a four-year stretch, went to three Super Bowls, won all three. The Patriots in the early 2000s, in a four-year stretch, went to three Super Bowls, missed the playoffs once in the mm-hmm. midst of it, won all three. And the Patriots in the mid uh, Steelers, 2010s, 70s. the Steelers, the problem, but the, the, what the Chiefs have done in the last four is more impressive than any four-year run for the Steelers because they won two, then didn't get back there for two, and then and then, the and then won two. another two. If the Chiefs, but that's win, three in five years. Well, so that's where I'm getting to right here. Okay. If the Chiefs win this year, it's the best five-year run in the history of the sport, bar none, hands down. The, no team will have had more Super Bowls in a five-year stretch. No team will have had more appearances. The Chiefs, over the last four years, their wins per year are 15, 16, 14, 17. They don't have a bad season in the midst of it. They don't have a missed playoff appearance, a horrible playoff appearance. Mm-hmm. Their only losses would be in overtimes of conference championship games or the first ever road Super Bowl in the history of the league. So they're one year away from the best five-year run in the history of the sport. That, by definition, would be a dynasty. So, yeah, I mean, he's 100% correct. Well, and when you throw in the fact that it's during the free agency era and they lost their best receiver, it'd be like, I mean, he's not Jerry Rice, but like if Montana had lost Rice Mm -hmm. uh, during that run, if if Bradshaw had lost Lynn Swan or John Stallworth. I mean, like, it it is incredible if they go ahead – and win the Super Bowl. I, I love what he said. It's, I agree with Nick. It's absolutely true. Everybody knows it. And I like the fact that he said it. 
because it does send a message. I don't think he was trying to send a message. I think he's just speaking matter-of-factly and speaking honestly. He wasn't bragging or anything, but it does send a message to the opponents that they're not resting on their laurels. They're not satisfied. (laughs) Like, this dude is like Tom Brady. He just wants to go out and win it every single year, and he's not going to get the big head. So, yeah, I'm cool with it. I agree. Well, what are you getting? Well, no, he. Oh, oh, this is gonna drive me crazy, man. He's when this first happened, when 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 Mahomes first signed his contract. Remember, we were on Zoom, and there was a lot of just we're just a dynasty. The they just won, like we're gonna start stacking championships. Right. And Mahomes, they posted a picture where he looked like the Night King. Remember yeah. that from uh-huh. Game of Thrones? Yeah. And they started talking dynasty early, and I was really on my, my high Chris horse. Jones. Talking yeah. about, you, you know what, your Patriots are the dynasty, you guys aren't the dynasty. Yeah, that's when the Patriots were in a gap year. We were in a gap when year, When you thought remember? the Patriots dynasty was still going yeah, on. Yeah, we were over there. Yeah. We went to the Louvre and we yeah, were like smoking exactly. French cigarettes. And we're you like, mocked the Chiefs ourselves. and that's why people didn't like you at the parade and that's why no, they everyone were loved me at the parade. And I was a big hit. But something has happened. Well, I just did, I did some yeah. math, you uh-huh. know, because as the last person of the dynasty here, uh-huh. you know, Super Bowl off year, and then you go back to back if you win it. That's yeah. kind of what we did. You know, you took two years off. Uh, personnel, legendary quarterback, mm-hmm. and then a great coach, great tight ends. That's yeah. what works too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm ready to become a Chiefs fan okay. officially. No, <laughs> we're all Chiefs fans. No, <laughs> we're all Chiefs fans on the show. If you want to sit here and mock me and say Mac Jones is no good, yeah. I agree with you. And now we're both. Chiefs <laughs> no. fans. So and now you're abandoning Mac Jones? No, no, no. I'm just. You just I, said I agree with you when he said no, Mac Jones. No, no, no. no. I agree with you that I all the good things that he says about the Chiefs. Yeah. When he wants me to push back, I'm not going to play your game anymore. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest because uh-huh. we do all love the Chiefs. No, yes, you, no, no. Hold on. You guys, are I have me not crazy. loved the Chiefs. You picked yeah, against exactly. them. Hold on. I'm Time not going to pick them Time every out. year. Time Wait, out. I love LeBron. I'm not going to pick LeBron every year. Just wait a second here. All year long. You were advocating for the Bills. The moment they got bounced, you then flipped to the Bengals. I'm from so, Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm from don't. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Nick, who okay. was the first? No, don't do this. Who was the you first guys, person in media nationally to say that Patrick Mahomes me. is Jordan S. No, and will be the GOAT. No, the, the GOAT thing was me Undeniable. What? Undeniable. Most Just people thought have... Sports Illustrated thought it was me too. <laughs> okay. So it's me. All right. Oh, so the only thing I don't like about the Chiefs is their obnoxious <laughs> super fan that's sitting right across yeah. the table. That is it. But even that, it rubbed off of me a little bit. Okay. I watch all the games. I consume all the media. Uh-huh. I went to the parade. Everybody's nice. I don't have any gear the yet. The barbecue was okay. good. Too. Yeah, it was great. Okay. Was good. I mean, it's just fantastic. Okay. Let's take a look at the Super Bowl odds. <laughs> Our Chiefs at number one. Year, they won't Eagles at year. two. Bills in the three spot. Bengals and 49ers are tied. Then it's the Cowboys in sixth. Brew, who is the most formidable threat to our Chiefs? <laughs> I, I'm baffled because the most formidable threat, and let me, let me say this caveat. We have not made our official picks yet. Sure. We obviously know who Nick's going to pick. Me too, probably. But <laughs> we are going – we'll make our picks before the season. Yeah. So I do reserve the right of course, to change in pencil. Yeah. However, I cannot believe that the most formidable threat to the Chiefs – show that list again. They're not on it. Wow. What the- is not to like about the Baltimore Ravens? Well – I'm serious. What is not to like? Well, they got – a great coach, 
The defense is always sturdy, yep. right? Top five in points allowed the last four the last five years. Quarterback who I expect to have a monster year. All right, we know he can run the football best we've ever seen doing that. I think he's going to throw it well. They finally got some receivers on the outside for him. Obviously, you still got Mark Andrews at the tight end. They, look, and here's the other thing, and we're going to throw up this chart. You guys have seen it before, but it is not for the guy we usually put it up for. What? It is like, – Dusty, can I see the chart? Yeah, Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. I think I'm – there it is. Lamar Jackson. I know we usually do it for Jimmy G. Okay. But Lamar Jackson, look at that. You just love this stat It's so true. Much. It's well, He's not like Jimmy G, though, because he has individual numbers to go along with the wins. True. Yeah. He is the reason they win. Eight and four with him last year, two and five without him. They beat Cincinnati in the regular season. We saw the playoff game, almost beat him with Tyler Huntley. Mm-hmm. And so, I, Nick... You can't tell me you don't think the Ravens are going to be. So I a listen. The I think the Ravens are a very good answer because the Ravens are the team that the Ravens are the only team in the league that if they they were playing the Chiefs and the Chiefs play their A game, I think the Ravens could still win mm. because you think the Ravens can score. 35 yeah, points. No, well, no I, I mean, I saw it. I saw the Ravens have the highest They've scoring offense in the league. You know, right. Lamar's rookie – or not rookie season, but his MVP season. I have, I have seen the, – the, because the Ravens are so unique – when they are firing on all cylinders, they they're not they, they almost feel like you're not playing a different sport, but playing such a different type of their opponent. Style, yeah. Their own style. And so they wouldn't they're not my answer, but I totally I think that's a totally legitimate opinion and more than that, the real the reason they're not on there is twofold. One is and it's both Lamar related. Well, the, the, one is injuries and the other is it the other quarterbacks on there are better at the easy stuff historically than Lamar has been. And people don't yet fully trust that Lamar will consistently do mm-hmm. the easy things at a high level. But that is a different question, really, than in a game where Lamar's firing. Can he look like right. the most dangerous player in the league? Before- and I'm expecting a jump in his passing game. Well, I'm if- expecting a jump. And if you get that. Now, and, correct. And the flip side is, if you don't, then the Ravens are in real trouble because they've now paid Fair. him like he's a great, great quarterback. Mm-hmm. They've given him the weapons and they've added a new offensive coordinator expecting the jump. I don't want to give my answer yet because I want to hear well, you. I, well. I took this from Brew. I obviously yeah. think it's Cincinnati. Although I am a Chiefs fan, first uh-huh. and foremost, when you look at the numbers, just straight facts, okay. Joe Burrow is right there. No, he's not. You have to stop that. What? He's not right there. Pretty close. No, 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 he's not. 27 and 12 and 31 and 9 is pretty good. And there's 3 and 1 head to head. Okay. You got you got one win off the guy. Okay. So you play, you play on New Year's Eve. The Bengals if he gets are a, right there. If he gets what a, you're saying. Um, Burrow's yeah. not Mahomes, right? No. The, the, Burrow, but the Bengals are right there. Burrow, Burrow is not Mahomes. Nobody is Mahomes. Mahomes is the best. But if they play on December 31st mm-hmm. and he gets another win yeah. and he's 4 and 1, I'm going to sit here and say that, you know. The Chiefs are consistent or, or don't belong in the same class. He's 4-1. and one. Oh, Okay, so two things. Before I even say some Bengals, can we have a moment of silence here if we could? For the big, bad Buffalo Bills. Man, Who grand opening, pick, grand closing. Was here. He was no, I, don't, I, I doubt it. I think Greg's off that too. I just know that for a calendar year, 
that I was uh, being dishonest in not believing in the Bills, and now you're to the Ravens, you're to the Bengals. I'm just putting a full screen up. No, no, no. I like the Chiefs. No, no, no. Oh, I forget that you like the Chiefs now. But the Bills and the Bills are not my answer either. They're not a contender. But they're not. But no, but nobody thinks they're a threat to the Chiefs. I'm just saying. I'm glad. I'm glad everyone's caught up on the Bills. (laughs) Now to the Bengals. The listen. The reason I do not think it is close and the reason the Bengals are not my answer is because the Bengals had temporarily, I think, an edge that they needed, which was the psychological edge, which is we keep beating you guys. Mm -hmm. And then in a game to get back to the Super Bowl with our quarterback on one leg, they couldn't. And now I think Cincinnati on the cusp of having to pay everyone and doing all the chattering that they have done, I think Cincinnati this year could suffer somewhat of a similar fate. Because remember last year, I was a big advocate of the Bengals. I was saying the Bengals should have gotten all the respect Buffalo was getting. Mm -hmm. I think now Cincinnati, unfortunately, is going to get something else Buffalo got last year, which is a bit of its comeuppance, a bit of its pump the brakes. So my answer... The biggest challenger to a Chiefs repeat, the the team that would have the best chance in a one-off playoff game of beating Kansas City, my answer is the Chargers. Mm. And it is because, I I bet I might be able to convince you, first of all is this, if they were to play in the playoffs, it would be the third time that season they are getting a look at the Chiefs. That is a potential inherent edge, especially if Kansas City swept them as they typically do in the AFC West under Mahomes. The second reason is this. They now have three super high-level receivers. They spent their first-round pick on the kid from uh, TCU that I actually wanted Kansas City to potentially draft, Quentin Johnson. We know they still have uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They also have, if healthy... As good of a pair of pass rushers as you have in the league in Mac and Bosa to be able to get pressure on the quarterback without sending at the blitz. They have a better offensive coordinator now, now that they brought in Kellen Moore. I think that's an upgrade for them. And is there a possibility that Herbert is going to look at this offseason as, you know, Rocky in the, in Siberia and Rocky forwards? Like, man, I, this, my moment is going to pass me by if I don't jump right now. He needs Like that, I was supposed to be in this class of the great young quarterbacks, and then a guy who's in the class after me just beat me in the playoffs in Trevor. Everyone's now talking about Burrow. Allen was already there. Mahomes is in this different stratosphere. Mm -hmm. So for all those reasons, it you guys know I felt this way about the Chargers last year. Nobody scares me (coughs) for the Chiefs, but the Chargers – would be a pain in the ass to play mm. in the playoffs, so they would be my answer. Okay. If Kellen Moore lets him throw the ball a little bit more, throw yeah. it around. Yeah, well, I think that, but I think he will, right? Yeah, I think that they're probably going to throw the ball more. Mr. Consistency, mm-hmm. that's the lead. Uh, you talked about 3 P. You kind of buried it a little bit. You, like, mentioned 3 P. in a weird and wonderful well, I don't want. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But well, yeah, you sure, mentioned it, so we don't quite know what to do. You know, yeah, are you, are you putting a stake in the ground and saying this one's guaranteed? <clears throat> we now have it on the bar. Yeah. Are you ready to officially announce this 3 P? It is on the bar. Well, kind of yeah, I just think there's steps. I think the, Remember, it's never been done in the history of the NFL. You, you want to know something very interesting about not in just sports but life? Uh, Everything that's re- ever I mean, been yeah. done before it had been done, had never been done. So, like, literally, ever, and so it, eventually, uh, it's a technology, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, here, here's the thing. I, I, 
I obviously believe the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I also think they're going to have a top 10 defense this year, which is going to be one of the reasons that the, what, the other thing that I've kind of flirted with, the undefeated notion, is on the board. But I, I'd like to show the Chiefs' schedule because you talked about, Brew, them needing to stay motivated. I think they have a bunch of really good benchmarks throughout the schedule to go to, and it culminates in something. Okay. So, week two, week one is obvious. It's the first game of the year. You're hanging the banner, doing all that stuff. Yep. Week two, revenge on the team that had the audacity to hurt Patrick. Now, I'm sorry, Trevor, but that team did hurt Patrick in an obviously dirty play. The NFL considered outlawing. So, there, so there you get up for that. Week four... Chance to maybe just kind of end the Jets' season first month. Love it. If you you believe the Jets can't beat the Patriots, if that's the case, they could be 0-3 going into that game. Love it. Week 6. Week 6 and 8, actually. You know what? Sean Payton, Denver Broncos, we beat you twice in 15 days and just end you. And And he played you tough. Yeah, no. No, no, no. No, I'm saying this is what would happen there. One of those played you tough games, by the way, started out 28-0. And you just can't stop. I don't even know. How long was the game? Okay. Thank you. 60 minutes. And then another, hey, a month later, Super Bowl rematch. The Dolphins. No, no, no. Super Bowl rematch with Philly. Yeah. But then there's a very interesting thing, Brew, that I don't think you know about. Not that you don't know, but you hadn't realized, because I didn't realize it until this morning. So the Chiefs have won eight consecutive games. Five in a row in the regular season, three playoff games. The all-time record for consecutive wins, playoffs and regular season combined, is the 03-04 Patriots at 21. So for the Chiefs to beat that record, they would have to start 14-0. What is their 14th game of the season? Would love it. At New England on it. Monday Night Football <laughs> that would be to get their 22nd consecutive you're coming win. Over, you're so way too I, far. I'm no, not going you to the Chiefs. No, no, no. He's a, saying no. no. I would, you want to zero. beat them. Okay. I'm, I'm ready In to call up the right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, that's, so I that think, that's your thing. I think the way the schedule. That's a tough schedule, though, Nick. Well, listen, you, they're in a tough I mean, division, and they right. have the best record every year. So, yeah, they're going to have tough schedules. But luckily, as I said, since Mahomes has been there, their worst season, they won 13 games. So I don't think they're – I'm not that worried about it. But mm. if they're going to, as far as try to go undefeated or stay motivated throughout the they year, there are nice little every few weeks benchmarks for them to hit. All right, here's what I – first of all, let's get number two before well, yeah. they get – talking three people. Well, that is how But let, let me throw yeah. this out there. Because I'm going to give you something. I have said, as the one who said he could be the GOAT, the first one to say he could be the GOAT, he doesn't have to win seven. I don't even think he has to win six. If he wins five, but if he does things that Brady never did, right, 20-0, and and obviously winning the Super Bowl, Brady didn't finish that year off with the Super Bowl. And a three-peat, the first in the history of the league. Well, those are over. things, and then you mentioned then 21. Over. Right. If you win five and you do those two well, things that, that Brady never did. And it'd be over. Well, my point is that'd be over. If, if four, the Chiefs go undefeated this it. year and then go for a three-peat, it's over. The best player ever debate is over. The best coach. It, Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say not because yeah. we'd see in the moment. But four. four, seven to four is a big difference. Yeah, it is. It's, but almost, it's almost double. Unlike Brady, he he's going to be the driving force behind every one of those Super Bowls that they win. Uh, yeah, of course. And so I, I'm best. just going to throw those out there as well. Okay. That, you know, yeah. If Patrick can do that. He has four, no. Seven to four. How many has he got to win to be the GOAT? Wilds is, really? is a ring-counting guy. He's a ring-counting guy. He's a Bill Dance. Russell is the best player. Is Bill Russell the GOAT? Yes, he, he, he is to Wilds. Yeah. yeah. 
He is the wild. You can't say a little bit. There's no little bit. There's no little bit. We should have started there, by the way, so Wilds would remember that he actually is not rooting for the Chiefs. I'm not rooting right. for them. Right. I don't fan. think you're a I'm not rooting for them, but I'm a big out. fan. Uh, Jalen Brown gets $300 million next on FS1 in the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. We'll be right back. soccer fans are you ready for the 2023 fifa women's world cup as we are that's right australia and new zealand look out state of the union is coming and we'll be going above and beyond down under we'll have new podcast episodes every single match day so follow alexi lalas's state of the union on the fox app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts okay quick math The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to the show. Jalen Brown has signed the richest contract in the history of the NBA, five years, 304. Next year, which will be the last year of the old old deal, he'll make around 32. Then it jumps to 52, and then we're on a roll until we get to the final year of the deal, 69.1. Drew, we had some questions if this was going to get done. It's now done. Your reaction? No problem with it whatsoever. And and can we? Everybody's throwing out oh the three hundred million, the highest paid player in the history of the league, sixty nine million in his last year. It's all relative. Somebody's gonna pass him up in short order. So let's not just look at uh, does he deserve to be the highest paid player in the league? No, that's gonna change soon. All right. But Nick, mm-hmm. this he's twenty seven years old in October, so okay. he's he's twenty six right now. Yeah. All right. He's obviously a high character guy. Yeah. He's a two-way player. Sure. He's a winner. Yeah. Right? They've been to five Easter Conference finals in his seven years in the league. I yeah. get it. He wasn't always a driving force, but he's still – lately he's been a driving force in, what, four of them, I think? Sure. And so the guy is a winner, and he's getting better. I get it. He's not the best player on the team. But look at these numbers. Last year he experienced career highs – in all of these categories, he's getting points per game, offensive. rebounds per game, but, but he's still a good defensive player. He doesn't have to be their best defensive player. I think when he came in the league, that, that happens. His, yeah. when, unless you're a LeBron or a Jordan or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. When you take on the not, bigger offensive yeah, load, so he 100%. becomes a, a less of a defender, yep. but he's still a good defender. 
and he's improving in everything. I think he's going to continue to get yep. better as a three-point shooter. Yep. And so, no, I, there's okay. nothing not to like in my well, view about – and he's tradable. Well, he, he doesn't have a no trade so, so Okay, so a couple things. So, to me, I don't have a, pro- a huge problem with it. We knew this was going to end up happening, but this is like – the definition of a sports marriage of convenience, not of love. Like, Jalen Brown does not really, I think, want to be living in Boston the next six years. I mean, and you I don't, keep saying that. He, he can, signed the deal. Well, well, be, he doesn't have to stay there. No, when you making, what's the difference between 250 and 300 million? 50 million. Okay, fine. But there's nothing you can do with 300 that you can't do with 250. I could give you 50 and still have the 250. I mean, there, I there, mean there's, there's but seriously, if on. he wanted out, he no, could go no, somewhere but he, but there was a, well, wait a moment. Hold on. What he couldn't no one else could give him this deal right. right could give him even the 250 right now. So it's not the difference between 3 something and 250. It's the difference between 3 something and 0 dollars guaranteed after this season and taking a huge risk. But let me, and Brew, you said it at the end. That's just that and they can trade him. Like the what this means for so bizarre. For, it was a bizarre way to end. But it's but because because here's the thing. I think it. he's honest. I think he's an honest guy. That, yeah, I don't like seeing my name in trade talks right. all every year. And so for one doesn't year, mean I hate where I'm at. Of, of, for one year, they his name won't be in trade talks because they're not allowed right. to trade him for 12 months. And then if the Celtics don't win the title this year. Do any of us think he's not showing up in trade talks uh, 12 months from today? I do. It's just bizarre. But and so, so what? No, that's that's fine. But uh, the my that's why I said it's a marriage of convenience, not of love. I think the reason that this took so long was because Boston wanted to just make sure, like, okay, we're not going to trade him for Damian Lillard, but let's just make sure no other guys we actually like more than Jalen Brown come available this summer because there's the, always the random trade demand. This year it was Harden. Obviously, you wouldn't trade him for Harden, mm-hmm. but if a great, great player came available, you might. And here's the other problem. It, problem's the wrong word. It, you're right, it's all relative, and, of course, guys are going to get more money, but Jalen Brown's going to take up about 30 to 35% of your cap over the life of this deal. That's what matters here is percentage of cap, not raw dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite good enough for that to work. I just don't. So, like, the other guys in that tier that aren't quite good enough for that to work are Carl Anthony Towns and Bradley Beal. And Zach Levine, who makes a little less, actually. Like, we all agree that Jalen Brown is a really good player. But we all agree he's not a top 10 player. And that he is a, well, I would I would guess he'll never be a top 10 player. I don't know if you agree with me. I think you probably do. And by the way, that's not a, not a shot at him. He's in the tier to me of uh, Bam and Drew he's, Holiday. I think he's better I, than Bam. Okay, but the second best player on an awesome team. I mean, Drew. Can they win a championship with him as their second best player? Not yet. Because that's the question. Have it, but can they? That's the only question. I actually think they could, but then I think their best player has to be better than Tatum, and Tatum's not going anywhere. I don't think this Celtics team's going to win the title, and so I just. I, again, I'm not. It would have been insane for them to be like, "We're not offering you a contract." But I just don't think he this he's a long-term Celtic because I don't think they're going to win the title this year. Mm-hmm. And I think then he shows right back up in trade rumors. I, again, I, I'm not killing him for it. No, I guess, it's odd to have signed the richest deal in NBA history and then you end your rant. Oh, it was good. I want you know monologue. Let's say yeah. And be like, and you can trade him. I'm like, well. 
Well, you're either committed he, or not. We all know he's your second best player. Here's a spot track he's not uh, your best. tweet of how much they're going to owe Tatum and Brown. Uh-huh. So it gets up there, Brew. Do you have any concern with that, or it's just all relative? No it, big deal. It's all re- And I get what Nick is saying, percentage of the cap, but yeah. with this new agreement, the middle class is kind of being siphoned out a being little bit. Being squeezed. And right. And so they're going to be able to fill out a roster. The bottom line is this. They are what, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as their two top guys, they are where every franchise wants to be, which is a perennial contender. That's what they are. Now, they have to win it. They have to win. But they are a perennial contender, bar none, every single year. They're in that group of five or six teams that every single year they're there. Okay, so, so here want. are the odds to win the title next year. Celtics in the driver's seat at number one, even though if you walked around for a full day and said – who do you think is going to win the title? You wouldn't find one person to say it's Celtics. <laughs> uh, then it's Denver, Bucks, Suns, and the Heat. Yeah. So is this title or bust? We'll say next year. Yeah, of course. Like that's the, the thing is this. If the Celtics don't make the finals next year, I'm not going to say title, but if they don't make the finals next year, then I think they are shopping Jalen Brown next summer. I think that they're brew. You are. I agree. You, this so this happens a lot with us, where we agree on ninety percent of the stuff, but then we kind of loudly you, disagree you, on the other ten percent. Um, <laughs> go astray. But, but you're you're a hundred percent correct that they're being in the mix. The top of the mix every year is the goal because it's so hard to win right. a championship. But if you're in that mix for long enough. You then usually make have the feeling we have to mix it up. You know, we have right. to change some things up. And the Celtics, I think, felt like that this like over the last few years. And then they got a step further. They made the finals. And then even after making the finals, they were like, okay, we don't want to trade him, but Kevin Durant's available, so I guess we would. And and so and then this offseason, to their credit, they. They obviously could have traded him for Dame. It at least appears that way if the Portland would have done it. They didn't want to do that. They're going to do this. But if next year they, you know, slam their head on that ceiling again, I think they are going to do something more significant than swap out Marcus Smart. Yeah, I mean, possibly. And Look, they're in that group where they're title or bust every year. Now, the bust, it could be Jalen. Right, if they get to the conference finals, oh. get beat by Milwaukee, could they look to move him? Sure, that, whether they will or not. But to me, He's the bust—the right. bust guy, no, is Joe Missoula. Well, yeah, of oh. course. No, that's the bust. I thought you were gonna. Have he was gonna say Jason because I love I Jason you Tatum. You're not moving Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, he's not LeBron, Steph, that level. He's right beneath. But he's right beneath. He's like a guy you're not looking to trade, period. All right. I think – would you agree with that? Like, I don't think There's you're looking not at all to trade him. I'm trying to think. There is not precedent for a guy Tatum's age and kind of tier in the league being traded from the team that drafted him unless he demanded it. You know what I mean? Like, there's not – I'm trying to right. think of – there's not – the players that echelon that Evers team have traded them, it's because that guy made them do it, not because they got frustrated. Now, eventually it can happen if a guy's been there 10 years. Mm-hmm. But at that point, yeah, He's played it just doesn't six happen. years. Michael Jordan won it in the seventh when LeBron won it. Eighth, ninth, ninth? Ninth year. LeBron won it in ninth. Like, okay. have a little uh, patience. Okay. 
Seriously. I mean, Jason Tatum's not Michael Jordan or LeBron. No, but I'm just saying. But he's also got Jalen. Look, I'm just saying Joe Mazzulla is the guy that's the bust if they lose. But that, but that won't, not that's not, not enough, Mazzoula's though. The, the, the thing really? is that's not Joe enough. He's changed the whole philosophy yeah. from defense to offense. Yeah, but that's not going to be the – the, 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 the If they don't show there. improvement the, – I think he'll be the guy that could get back. Again, I don't. I we talk about Jalen Brown because he's been the subject of trade rumors, mm-hmm. because Tatum's untouchable, all of these things. But the story, you and I did this little exercise on your whiteboard a few months ago in your office. The story of the NBA for the last, for my entire life, basically since the merger, is: um, Do you have one of the yeah, twenty right. greatest players in the history of the league? You're eligible to win the title. Do you not? I really hope you're the 04 Pistons, or else, goodbye. Like that's or the 79 Sonics. Well, that's why I said, well, <laughs> correct. That's 1980 right. to I now. Like the, and so, like, that, Tatum is awesome. Is he that awesome? You said one of the, the 20 best ever? 25 best okay, ever, Dirk's yeah. Okay, Dirk's not. I, I, we disagree on Dirk. This, every time I say this, not. Well, this ends but up in a Dirk also debate. Not Dirk. This uh, See, he, Bruce, Bruce, sneaky. Remains to be take. seen. I Bruce like Dirk. Don't get me Bruce, wrong. No, I you like do Dirk, not, but man. people are overrating Dirk. Bruce, sneaky, worst basketball take is his skepticism of no, Dirk. No, and he has a lot of great. bad basketball takes. That's you. Worst. No, but you, you insist on elevating him higher because he beat LeBron. No, I insist, insist on elevating him higher. But I think LeBron beat himself the, in that. Fight. That's, <laughs> that's true. Hey college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash first things first 50 and use code first things first 50 to get 50% off. That's code first things first 50 at factormeals.com slash first things first 50 to get 50% off. Fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. One-time future Patriot DeAndre Hopkins is officially a member of the Tennessee Titans. 
Here he is on his new coach, former Patriot, Mike Rabel. <laughs> Rabel is a straight shooter, and over my career, he has always checked in on me. Eh, tampering? I don't know. <laughs> I always wanted to be somewhere where I knew I could maximize my potential, not just as a player, but He's as so DeAndre. Good. And I knew Vrabel being around him, that's what he brings out of you. That's nice. And as an added benefit, Greg, here's Bill Belichick's reaction to missing out on the star wide receiver. Take a listen. <laughs> like hundreds of other players we deal with through the course of the year. We have so many roster spots, some signed here, some signed somewhere else. When there's an agreement, there's an agreement. When there's not, there's 31 other teams. Yeah, that's, that's what I should have said yesterday. <laughs> uh, how should Belichick feel about this? He was guarding his feelings there, Greg. Oh, uh, yeah, he's always guarding his feelings, and as he should. This is a big reality check. Like, you can no longer sell to these free agents that – you, we have a winning culture. Like this is you can't sell those things. About like longer. a five hundred culture. No, you, you can you can sell that, but nobody cares about that. And and where it's where it stings for Bill Belichick, and I think he he understands ball. He understands who he's trying to go after. DeAndre Hopkins, out of all receivers that you could get to come and play with a quarterback that a receiver would just say, you know what, just give me any quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins was the receiver to right. do it. Because he's done it almost his entire career, mm-hmm. and so for them not to, for them to miss out on getting D Hop, yes, Bill Belichick should take it personal because it's it's a representation or a lack of representation of what he is putting on the football field, and guys don't want to be a part of it anymore. Okay. No, it, that's just the reality. He, he's okay. right, Wiles. It's humbling. And I don't know if he'll ever like Nick was talking about. He's got to understand he's in a different phase now. I don't know that he can. Because that is, he's built up this reputation, not only among everyone in the football world, but among himself, that he's this guy. And what he's seeing now is nobody is going to play for the Patriots because of your reputation, because of your resume, or I want to get a ring. Because the guy, there was a debate. Who was more most responsible for those rings, for the dynasty? Was it Belichick? Was it Brady? It was a debate. Now, and I'm not trying to say Belichick's not all-time great, but now there's no debate. A little bit. It was Brady. There's no debate. debate. It was Brady. He's me. Don't make me bring up the whole resume without Brady. I know, but you said said those early Super Bowls were Belichick. The defense was great, but Brady still, they didn't start Belichick. Not they. Belichick never won without Brady. And I don't mean a Super Bowl. I mean in Cleveland he got fired. He made the playoffs once in five years. In Last New England century. with Drew Bledsoe, they won five games. Bledsoe was a really good quarterback. And they were 0-2 when Brady took over. The, and then they got great. Okay. So, so I think he's I being humble. I think he's going to catch balls from Will Levis. I looked. I was looking up Titan stuff. The, okay, the, well, can I the, listen? <laughs> you think you, you want to feel better? I, yeah, I don't know if he made a mistake, but no. There, I mean, there is what is true is Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, Julio Jones, all believe it or not, played for the Tennessee Titans. Y'all don't remember it, but it, I don't mean y'all, but I mean people don't remember it. it, it the Titans have been kind of one of the last stops on the left for a lot of the greatest receivers we have ever seen, and none of them is like, man, guy was awesome We were excited there. about and Julio so Jones. The, we, people were excited. Hell, I was excited right. for Andre. 
Andre was one of my favorite players yeah. covering in Houston and watching, and he went to the Titans. His only cool moment pre that with the Titans was when he whooped Cortland Finnegan on the field, <laughs> and then he went to the Titans, and it just it just didn't happen. I'm not rooting for that for DeAndre, but it, because of the quarterback situation, it certainly could happen. The one thing I want to say is I don't think this was about Belichick. I don't. I think this is about money. And if it was about, if there was any interpersonal, I think DeAndre, I do buy, I did, one of the few things you were selling that I was buying was the DeAndre Belichick on field tampering. Uh, that, uh, I know. On but field moment. But he's got this Tim right. Kelly relationship yeah. that's even stronger. Well, but uh, also, but it's not that. It's that Belichick had a disastrous offensive coordinator situation. So he brings in a real professional offensive coordinator who also happens to be the guy who disliked coaching DeAndre Hopkins yes. so much that he traded him for David Johnson and a second-round pick because he was so mad that DeAndre didn't practice, even though DeAndre was the best receiver in the league or one of the two best at the time. And we we didn't talk much about that because it just seemed like that had been solved, but maybe it hadn't been. Mm-hmm. And maybe the fact that he has a real a relationship point. with Rabel, and he's like, man, Bill O'Brien couldn't wait to get rid of me when he was doing the head coach GM double duty. Yeah. Nope. That, that maybe that was, you know, a not a. We, we were talking about it almost like it was a positive factor. Like he has a history of Bill O'Brien's on-field success. But his history also ended with Bill O'Brien shipping him off yeah. to Arizona for pennies on the dollar because they, they weren't getting along in court. Yeah. So I don't think that helped. So I don't know if that makes you feel better. Makes but I feel think fine. You know what? It's old news. We're going to move on. Okay. You have no choice. It's very mature of you. Thank you, Drew. Coming Drop up, the balloons, guys. Coming up next. <laughs> Think one's got a new deal. <laughs> Just need the season to start. 24 hours and 10 minutes. It's the, what? not even the first. It's almost like the second. I don't know. You do the promos. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> Nick's team, the committee is back. The committee is in the city. Aaron yeah. Rodgers does not have a helmet. And we are going to be doing tears. It's going to be a great segment. Greg will be here. It's going to be wonderful. I think Greg's on the committee. Yeah. Well, I used to be on the committee. You got kicked off. Right? Yeah, it's always a little bit. Right. It, 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 it was yeah. spotty attended. If we're being honest, Greg, it was spotty attended. Saquon's got a new deal. One year, $10 million, Can get up to $11 million with incentives. He can be franchise tagged again next year. So it feels like we're just kicking this issue down the road a bit. Here's where the money lines up when compared to the top four rushers of last year. Everybody's making around 10, but Josh Jacobs and Saquon are the only ones on one-year deals. Yeah. So is this a win or a loss for him? It's, it's, it's fine. I wouldn't have done it. He basically got potentially an extra 900 grand and now has to show up for training camp. To me, that wouldn't have been worth it. Uh, so I, wouldn't have, I would have just played the franchise tag. That's what he had to do. But the conversation here has been about what are we going to do about – Greg, Correct. what are we going to do about running backs? And the answer is – what did we do about the big white stiff in the NBA when the league changed? Did we all cry about it, or did we realize that the sports changed? Like, when I say that, and they weren't always white guys, but back when Zoe and Shaq and Robinson and Ewing and Akeem were dominant players, there was a jobs program if you were seven feet tall with a pulse. Mm-hmm. Can you go on the court and foul people for ten minutes? Okay, you can have a job. Those jobs went away, but it's not like those jobs went away. They just went to different people. And right now in the NFL, fullback is damn near extinct. And running back, there's too many good ones to pay a right. bunch of money for the few great ones. But that money is still being paid out. 
There's salary cap is growing. The players are getting paid. It's just going to third string tight ends a bit or more money to receivers. The sport is changing. Now, could there be a world where the best running backs in college football, not B. John Robinson, but the next class, a guy who's going to be a fourth round pick, is like, hmm, fourth round pick in the NFL gets 500000 guaranteed. My NIL deal at Michigan, my buddy Laszlo from the radio in Kansas City brought this up. I thought it was a great point. Could a star college running back make more money? If he stays in college football, it's like, oh, they're offering me $3 million. And guess what? If Mm. that happens, it will actually help the NFL money because then there won't be so many really good ones. If this keeps going, guess what? The great, great – how old were you when it was clear you were an awesome athlete? Awesome. Uh, man, I was like young. 11. <laughs> 11. Exactly. No, no, no. Serious. I was going to say but, seven. No, but, but could there be a point where the great young athletes are like, not playing running back because I'm going to the NFL and I want to make a bunch of money? Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. And guess what? Then in 20 years when that happens, there won't be a surplus of awesome running backs. And so the awesome ones will get paid more again. But this is just the sport evolving and changing. I feel badly, I guess, for these guys. But you feel great for Jalen Waddle, who now is going to make way more money than he used to. Like, that's just how this, to me, this, this thing works. Yeah, ultimately it's a loss because when, you, when we think about the reports that we heard over the bye week, that being potentially more than what he got offered uh, right before uh, the end of – uh, mini camp? No, not in mini camp. Right here. Uh, well, three years, where he three. La- he this past gone. Monday, where yeah. the franchise tag needed to be oh, signed. Oh, the deadline. The yeah. deadline. Yes, I'm sorry. He was three offered years, slightly a little bit more than what he just signed for. So, I, it's tough because of what you're talking about. And when you look at the landscape of the running backs and them not being paid the way that they feel like their value is or their worth, that's the hard part. And Saquon, he was torn. When you listen to him on the Money podcast or whatever podcast right. that was, he was torn whether he – I don't know if I have, would have to sit out. Uh, it's not really who I am. I'm a team guy. Yeah. I could be like, screw my teammates, screw the Giants. He was torn this entire time, and so the Giants understood that. They need Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley understands that Le'Veon Bell didn't help anybody's situation when he decided to sit out and then and came he didn't back help his career and exactly right. and was never the same after that. So it, it's a loss because you they want to make more money at that position. I don't well, think it's going to happen. Changed. And look, he's a good guy. He didn't want to hurt his teammates' chances of winning. He didn't want to you know sit out the season. I don't even think he was torn. I think it was, and I think this deal where he got his two million up front, he could make another million extra. I think that kind of gave him the, you know, I got a little something save so face. I can go out there and play. Yeah, save a little bit of face. Nick, you're right. Look, the game has changed, and it's hard for us to accept because when we all grew up, running back, especially me, that was the running back was position. a glamour position. All right, and now, but right guards, nobody is complaining about the right guard who's not making exactly. a ton of money, yeah. right? And so this is just what has happened to the sport, and guys are running backs aren't going to make that, that type of money. The, your Chiefs are a prime example. Clyde Edwards, who, Hilaire, who I loved in college, first-round pick, they, he gets benched. They win the Super Bowl with a seventh-round pick. Right. Isaiah Pacheco. So third-round picks, Kamara, Kareem Hunt. There's a lot of great running backs yeah. out there. Don't you think – and Mina Kimes outlined this more succinctly and probably better than I can, that the issue is not – part of it is what you're saying, that the positions have changed. But part of it is 
their, their earnings are capped, and they're immediately good. Like, you can come into the yes. league and be immediately good, and then by the time you hit the free market, your yes. skills are it's eroded, where it's the opposite for, sure. for a quarterback. Where a quarterback, it takes a few years, and now it's like, yes. okay, now Joe Burrow's going to get a bunch of money. I, right. I, so, and that's what, it's artificial is what's capping I, I understand that, but the point that I would make and push back on that I, is, yes, that sucks for running backs, but because there, it is a league with a hard cap and a hard floor, that money then goes to other guys. Yes. And so the money that is not being spent on running backs is now going to T. Higgins at some point. Absolutely. Is now, and it's driving – so if, the, if all of a sudden it was like, you know what, running backs come straight out of college and you're going to make $12 million a pop, that money's not coming out of the owner's pocket. No. That's coming out of the other guy's pockets. The sport's changed. I just, it almost feels like they need – their they, own union? I, I don't know. They, they need like a special thing in the CBA yes. where they could hit free agency earlier yep. than everybody. So, I don't know if you could do that, but like in their third year, sure. after their third that, year, they get the, free agency. My, my point is that just takes money away from other positions. That's all it does. But, that, but then it levels it out a little bit, so it's constantly. I think we should. I think Harrison Butler should. They're only paid more than kickers and punters. Yeah, well, that's no. about how. I, that's about right. Dynasty Talk. Kansas City's potential dynasty, CBS Sports, met up with Patrick Mahomes, and here was his response when asked about dynasty. Take a listen. Is this Chiefs team a dynasty? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're the beginning of one. Um, I think in dynasties, I always say you got to win three. Um, and our job is to do whatever we can to win as many as we can and not have any regrets. We step up the field, and uh, I think if we keep the mentality that we have, then we can look back at the end of our career, and then we can decide if we're a dynasty or not. Okay, you good with this? Yeah, you know, listen, I think I dropped a banner that said something about a dynasty after they won their last Super Bowl. I would, I, they are in the midst of a dynasty. And I understand for some people you have to get to the end of something to understand what you're seeing. Some of us are able to see it in the, you know, from the very beginning of it. Uh, and they're in the That's midst true. of it. And what is undeniable is this. If and when they win this year's Super Bowl, they will have just completed the best five-year run in the history of the sport. There will not be you can pick any team of any era, of the Super Bowl era. The Packers pre-Super Bowl were pretty damn good, so let's take them out of it. Since of the Super Bowl era, no team will have won more in five years. They will be tied with the Patriots and the Steelers and the Cowboys for most Super Bowl victories in a five-year stretch. No team will have been to more. They will be tied with just the Patriots for going to four in a five-year stretch. No team will have been more consistent every single season, 13-plus wins and at least a conference championship appearance every time. So, yeah, it not only will it be a dynasty, when they win this one, as far as a half decade, it will have been the greatest period in modern NFL history. And that's pretty – and it also passes the eye test of, oh, okay, so they did all that. How good were the players? Oh, they had the most talented player in the history of the sport? Yeah, it checks out. So, yeah, that's, that's where I think he's right. Yeah, look, I, I love what he said because it just debunks everything that you're talking about. What do you about. mean debunks? You're trying to say that you, you're – Wow. You're in front of it. You're yeah. seeing into the in future. They're yeah. in the midst of it. Look, if they get this done, then they will become a dynasty. That will be three. You can't, you can't be in the midst of something. You can be on the verge to accomplishing something. But look, until they get it done, three, when we played the Pittsburgh Steelers, all we heard in 2010-11 season, all we heard going into that Super Bowl game was, this could be 
a dynasty because they had one in five. They had one that in was dumb. eight or not. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, sure. because, but it would have been their third in a matter of however many yeah. years. Seven years. I can respect that. The Kansas City Chiefs, what they're doing, I don't think anybody would argue they've been dynastic. They've been, <laughs> they've been special. Okay. They've been well, very consistently yeah. special. However, until, unless you win it all, we don't say any of the LeBron teams that got to all those finals. Oh, man, those are dynamic. No, you got to complete the task. You oh, complete the task. Sure. But you, you do believe they're going to be a dynasty. If they win it again. But, but I'm, I'm, look, look yes. I'm glad you called Nick out. Because Nick talks about, I see, I see, I saw this coming. There's one oh, person that this, saw it. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. on it's on the record. Dusty? What? It, Fox Fox is Chris Broussard, Patrick Mahomes, best QBF. Where does it say there you're the one Where person does it say you're the first person to say that? I'm just curious because this is what you always say. Oh, you you have now debunked your own thing. You do you have some proof? Yes, I was. Yes. You got a whole research staff I, here. I, I don't see anything coming up. <laughs> Greg, that's time. the proof. I saw it. All right. The whole time. Thank you. Wow. So now you're arguing it. over who saw it first. No, well, no, I, I was the saying. first to say it was Jordan S. Okay, Patrick so Mahomes, and the first to say he's a potential Wilds, goat. Gonna, so they're a dynasty. Hey, that's a Chiefs. That's what they will be a dynasty. I don't know that they're going to win it this year, but they're going to win three. His whole career, like Brady's, is going to be a dynasty. Again, yes. Yeah, I don't know that they'll win it this year. You don't win it every year in the NFL. But they they will be a dynasty. I like what he said because, and you know this, as having been an opponent, I think he sent a message to his opponents. Not trying to, but just speaking matter-of-factly, like, look, we're not satisfied. We're not resting on our laurels. You're not going to catch us sleeping because mm-hmm. we've won two Super Bowls. He's coming out every year like Tom Brady to win it, and that's what I like about it. Greg, we were talking about um, the Netflix show Quarterback yesterday, <clears throat> and one of the takeaways was however confident you think Patrick Mahomes yeah. is, he's actually 10x that confident. <laughs> and there's a million ways he could give a milk toast, boring answer to this question. Like, you know what? We're focused on week one. Right. We got the Lions coming up. We're just trying to get better every day. But he answered like, yeah, we are at the beginning of one. And I think it's smart insight into his personality, just like quarterback is. Like, I want to be the guy. And part of me, this is my own conspiracy theory. Part of me wants, I think Mahomes putting this out, but like, Say something else. Say that we're not. He's oh. just putting it out there. Like, I, 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 I'm all ears. Say that we're not. The I don't even think he needs that. It's amazing how much he quarterback. Look, the, the guy is special. I would root for you a whole lot more, Patty Mahomes. But I, yeah. everybody, no, we can lead for this. I mean, everybody it, says you make it tough. You make it very tough. What do you mean? Not for me. What? Do you, oh, yeah. Wilds is determined to choose him. But go ahead. Go, we can go on to the next. Okay, one. let's take a look at the Super Bowl odds. This is how I would have it. I wouldn't have the Eagles at two, but I would definitely have my Chiefs at one. <laughs> these guys, both these guys. Greg, you were oh here all Greg, last year. Greg, you've seen quarterback. I'm going to root against the guy. Okay. Go you watch ahead. out. You'll be so on season two. So now you're all in on the Chiefs. Not all in. This is, but I like the Patriots, in. but it's, I, you know, I lived through a dynasty. You're talking about like fantasy world. What's the question? <laughs> the Eagles were at two. Yeah. Bills were at three. Uh, the question is. Uh, you know, oh, who's the most formidable threat? Hubs, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest threat to a Chiefs repeat, Greg. Bar. It's the Bengals. 
Thank you. It's the Put Bengals. up the graphic. I'll it's do. clearly the Bengals. This is the team that have, has given them fits. This is the team that knocked them off of what could have potentially been their dynasty mm-hmm. sure. winning season. Yeah. Like, yeah. After this year completing it, like this is a team. When you watch that Netflix series, quarterback, who's the number one team that Patrick Mahomes talks about beating? The Cincinnati Bengals, because at that point they hadn't beat them. Obviously, they 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 took them down this past season. But until that team somehow doesn't get those contracts done or dealt with, they're on the verge of potentially running out of time. The really? Cincinnati Bengals, okay. if if they can't keep all those pieces together offensively, specifically around Joe Burrow, you're trying to stay pace with the Kansas City Chiefs. They've, they're the only team that has beaten them in Arrowhead. There was a moment where we had to live through every single moment. This is the Arrowhead Invitational. Well, it still is. This is the... I mean, still is. It, they, it, I mean, and I don't it mind it being the Arrowhead Invitational as long as somebody shows up and yeah. they actually dethrone okay. Okay. the Chiefs. I hope you get your invitation. Yeah, yeah, go. November. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. All right, and there's no doubt who they nation is here. All right, and they gonna, they're a problem for you. Chiefs fan. But this is what I want to throw out to you. Fan. This is what I want to throw out to you, Greg. You, you're leaving out you and the list. Is leaving out a team that I think you I think I'll convince you. What about the Ravens? You don't think the Ravens can play? They've played with the Chiefs. They I think the two Super Bowl where they beat them what a couple years ago. They, and then they played them tough when the Chiefs won their first Super correct. Bowl. Like what don't they have? They got a great coach. The defense is always great. I think Lamar is going to have a bust-out season. We know he can run, but I think he's going to throw it better. Obviously, he throws it well to Mark Andrews. It's like What's not to like about them? I like them. I think they're. You don't think they're a legit threat to the Chiefs? I can't sit here and say that they're a legit threat when I haven't seen them consistently even get to that point to where they're facing off in the most important. Well, because he's been hurt, Lamar. If he's healthy, oh, if he's healthy, yes, they're a scary team for anybody to play. Because I got a graphic for you, I can show you. Oh, oh, please, let's just go to break. No, no, no. Dusty, Dusty. (laughs) Who's the fourth guy on there? Lamar. This is when he's healthy, they win. Bruise like it's as simple as that. No, I'm not even going there for for Jimmy G. I could. I'm not going to talk about Jimmy G. Lamar Jackson. They win when he plays. I I think the the Ravens are in a vacuum, as scary as any team in the league. Because when they're rolling and it's all hitting, Mm -hmm. they feel somewhat unguardable. I the I first of all, I would like, especially with Greg out here, because he was. I mean, he was jumping through tables after workouts last year. I want to just take a moment of silence for your beloved Buffalo Bills. They're not even listed. (laughs) You're not saying them. You're not saying them. I mean, I was the fool last year. Didn't believe it. I was the the hater. All these things. You out on the Bills? He saw the light. He saw the light. It's fine. I'm totally out on the Bills. But he saw the light. The Bengals, I think, have a little too much smoke right now. For a team whose greatest moment is blowing a Super Bowl, I think that's a little too much. And who last year had an opportunity to really be able to hold over Kansas City. They were playing Patrick Mahomes, who was in, I believe, an air cast during the second half of that game. And they still couldn't get that win. So I think they're going to come back a bit. And I think the Ravens are a great answer for what you said, but the concerns about Lamar's health and what he's going to look like in a pass-heavy offense. My answer is the same as last year. The Chargers. 
The Chargers, because if they were to play the Chiefs, it would be their third look at them that season, mm -hmm. because they just, I think, smartly said, you know what, we have an awesome quarterback and two good wide receivers. Use our first-round pick on another wide receiver, so when one of our great wide receivers gets hurt inevitably, because we're there. the Chargers, been there we're going to have Quentin Johnson there. They have Bosa and Mack. I do think, to Wilds' point, they're going to let Herbert air it out more with Kellen Moore. And, if, like, I, I want to reiterate the original point, a third time, beating a team three times a year is tough. And so, and obviously the Chiefs will sweep the division. <laughs> I think they do almost every year. Um, and so I just, uh, I, my answer would be the Chargers as far as the biggest challenger. Okay. But it's more of like a Glass Joe type challenger thing. Like, it's there, but, yeah, come on. Who you on. got, the Patriots? No. Well, He's Cincinnati. Like, I, mean, I do like the Patriots. I think we're going to win that game in December. Mm, okay. In Foxborough? Ooh, it'd be rocking. We should go up. You want to go up? I'm down. Okay. The Prince, <laughs> next. We put a little. We still calling him? Really? That's literally. Go to, go to football. Can we call him that? You, you want us to go to USA Today? <laughs> still to <laughs> Welcome back to the show. If you heard that music, that means we're talking about Trevor Lawrence. NFL.com top 100 players. We're at the top of the list, literally. Making his debut at 96, so Trevor Lawrence. Christian Gonzalez noting in the article that the Prince has, quote, the largest increase in passer rating in NFL history from a player's rookie season to year two. Not noted. He threw five interceptions in two playoff games. Oh. Okay. It, right. Am I not allowed so, to just read the script? Fact. That was a fact. Oh, my God. It's a fact. Okay. He plays for yeah. Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. my God. The fourth That's biggest what comeback happened. in playoff history. You're absolutely fourth right. Biggest comeback it's in just a history. fact. He right, so the here's whole. the thing. So can we, put, can we put that back up before we show the next ten? I don't know if we can. Because I was initially somewhat bothered. Because I'm like, hmm, 96 Seems a little low for royalty coming off a, a stirring victory where the only team that beat him was the team that beat literally everybody, particularly when one of the people in front of him doesn't have a team logo behind his head because he's currently an unsigned oh, player. That's... Hey, just, I, I don't know. And another one of the guys in front of him has a logo different than his jersey because his own team was like, ah, can win without you, Jamal Williams. Love your post-game interviews, but we'll move on. But I'm like, ah. It's hard to do the quarterback versus other position things. But then, today, shortly before the show, the next 10 came out, and I see quarterbacks, Justin Fields, <laughs> and Tua ahead of him. Well, Tua. Which means, I think Trevor's going to land 12th amongst quarterbacks. Because not listed yet, in no particular order, Allen and Rodgers, Burrow and Lamar, Mahomes and Herbert, Hurts and Dak, and probably everyone's favorite Netflix star, Kirk Cousins. That's going to be nine <laughs> other names, plus the two there. So, nice. so he's going to finish 12th. That is an absurdity. It, Where do you want him? What, five? Four? I mean, on my rankings right now, he's third. Oh, God. On my rankings right now, he's third. Oh, third? God, the number one pick of the draft. What a oh, number one pick of the draft. He was oh great God. in high school. Yeah, yeah like every NFL player. No, 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 of quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Of quarterbacks, I would have him third. Third best quarterback. I would, I, I believe, That's just as absurd. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you guys where I would have him. You guys can do all your guffawing and hooing and hawing, which we could just replay your guys' exact reactions. Last year at midseason when I said Jacksonville was going to make the playoffs, oh, this guy, and then they made the playoffs, but it doesn't matter. Uh, when this year he games. finishes in the top three in MVP voting, which he will. And when the Jags win 12-plus games, which they will. But 
You, you, uh, you, okay. I was he kidding. had three good games. I, I dug into the number. He had, oh. When I was like, I'm like, how did we get drunk yeah. on the Prince's wine last mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Because after the bye, you made your proclamation, and they went on a nice little run. Mm-hmm. He had that game against Dallas where we all freaked out. He had yeah. four touchdowns. And then you know what he did week 16, 17, 18? Zero touchdowns. Okay, well, let's just Zero show. Hold on. Let's show the numbers. This one. is from November 1. The second best rating in the league, the second best touchdown interception ratio, the second best best completion percentage, and a 27-point playoff comeback for a team that is adding Calvin Ridley and in the second year under Doug Peterson. It's a, I mean, again, you yeah, guys. Yeah, it was, it was. That's a little bit. It evens out nicely, but he beat up on Dallas and he threw for 368 yards against Tennessee. Nick, I'm, I, I don't, 152 I don't think I don't, I, we are pretty much in alignment when it comes to Trevor Lawrence. Thank you. Yeah. When it, guy who when I look at when, <laughs> when I look at this list, and I think about the quarterbacks that you just named and their poss- their potential to land in front of him, this list is supposed to represent the top 100 players last year. Like it's not over the course of. Their resume build up and what they've what done. They might be. But I think sometimes we get lost in that. And so some of these quarterbacks. Justin Fields. Listen, like, number one pick of the draft. Like some of the quarterbacks that, that are going to be named and listed prop, probably in front of and higher than Trevor Lawrence. Excuse me. The prince that was promised. Thank you. Appreciate Please excuse that. Thank me. You. It, 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 it's outrageous. It is. Let, come on now. Well, look. I, I was going to comfort Nick. Nick, first of all, congratulations to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, top 100. This is his debut okay. on the top 100 list. I mean, can we look at the positive? Okay. So, number one, let's give him some love for that. It is a positive. It's right. also disrespectful. And I'm Thank also – well, I'm with you on Justin Fields. I don't think you can put Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence right now. These are the only quarterbacks that should be oh. ahead of him right now. Dad. Is not Dak and Tua right are not now, better than him. T- Tua, he just whooped Justin Herbert. You're a quarterback more. wins guy. Tua, I thought you were a quarterback Tua wins guy. Or, Je- or Trevor Lawrence. Her- I thought you were a quarterback wins guy. What about No, Herbert? I'm a quarterback overall guy. <laughs> Those are the guys that <laughs> should be ahead of me so right are now. Are we going off of careers or no, last so far, year? So far, they've done more than him, I believe. Well, done Tua, you can't. When, when healthy, no, no. Tua has been phenomenal. Yeah, but he won 7-2 and two in the, the NFL half. Network agreed Second with me. Season. Hold, hold on. Now, hold. I'm with you on fields. Dak so far has done more no, than Trevor. All these Lawrence. guys have done more. It is. It yeah, is, you can't it, say it, so it's, far. It's right now. The, okay, so let's do it this way. Right now, this year, for this upcoming season, I'm going to name quarterbacks that I would rather have than Trevor Lawrence, and then we can see the guys you. I would rather have this year Mahomes and Burrow. That's where my list ends. You would Lamar. You would rather have Lamar. Yes. I, I've got. No, I'll give you the names. You tell me yes I'll or no. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Allen. Josh Allen. Okay. Yeah, I'll take Josh. Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say yes. No, he hasn't. No, nope. okay, so you say no. Uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert. Next yes. year. Yes. Wilds? Yes. With Kellen Moore, yes. Okay. Dak Prescott. Yes. That's a no. Jalen Hurts. That's you, you Jalen, yes. 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 Okay. yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I knew you were going to say yes. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Wilds? so nice. Cousins Wilds? is it. Yeah, he's worth a brain. Would thing? you rather have oh, him or not? God. Yes. He's yes a great yes, guy. Everybody just on Mac, Mac Jones. Oh, I would personally yeah. see this oh. guy. <laughs> Fuck. We're done. But that what was we... a lot of guys. No, uh, yeah. I'll give you Jack and Kirk Cousins no. are like if you're just going to be outside of that. Daniel just, uh, Jones. No, oh, that's your guy. You the guy I love Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like me. 
looking for the podcast, go on to some platform you never heard of, end up with malware. <laughs> just make your wild has made that joke. Some version of it for months. And he just laughs every joke every time. You think it's funny to anybody else. Taylor Brown signed the richest deal. You didn't even do the promo. Can we get Everyone the, knows. No, they don't know. Richest deal league Stick history. with the big two. <laughs> Five years, $304 million. Supermax. Celtics are the Vegas favorites to win it all, Brew. Better odds than Denver. Now, in his career... Jalen has been winning. Yeah, second best winning percentage, second most playoff wins, first most conference finals appearances, and tied for 25th with zero championships, but still. Brew, is this the year they break through? Nah, I don't think they'll be my pick, uh, but they it is title or bust like every year for them. For the next seven or eight years, it's title or bust. As long as Jason Tatum's in his What's the bust mean? Well, seven years. <laughs> it just means it was a disappointing, bad season if you didn't win it. Well, That's what it means. Seven years can be, guys, so, be 13 oh, years. You want a bust? I'll give it to you. Yeah, if they don't win it, Jalen, you'll start hearing his name in trade rumors. But the, you, but the bust guy will be Joe Missoula. And I'm not, I, and I'm not down on Missoula. I'm just saying. You're not? You're if, fire no, I'm not really. If they don't show improvement. And if they have some of the same problems we saw under him this year, then he's going to be the guy people yeah. are looking to get rid of. That's all I'm saying. The, the I don't under the you know, I, I usually can give you guys pretty good explanations for Vegas odds. Yeah. The this I have not understood I know it's weird. The Vegas's and some of the advanced algorithms fascination with the Celtics. It's not that they're not a very good team. But the idea that they would be the favorites to win the title is an absurdity to me. The idea that some of the, the BPI stuff had them, you know, 33 to 1 or 1 to 33, if you will, to beat the Heat was on its face, obviously, incorrect. Yeah, but then remember we were making fun of the machines. Yeah. And then they forced a game seven. Didn't. And the machines were like, wild. Oh, I told you. They, they said it was 97% that they win the series. They gave the other team a one yeah, when in it was 3-0, the machines were right. No, th- never mind. I they were. The we machines. don't have enough. This is so frustrating. <laughs> but the machines were we right. You started making that left making in the show, the and Wilds has just shown his fundamental misunderstanding of the math on this. Okay, this I like machines, right. and <laughs> okay. you like human intelligence. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Speak is up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh. <laughs>